words for us, the Lord. I want to welcome everyone tonight to Bible study. We are on right now and we are, we are up with the word. The church has started. And I want to sincerely, from the depth of my heart, welcome you all tonight. Trust our day has been so great. It's always a privilege to bring us what to us and share with us the mind of God for our well-being. Um, I want to appreciate Brother Emmanuel Okeke, who though is not physically present with us in Nigeria, but, is, but we're not missing him at all. He's always opt and then prompt. I appreciate God for your for your love and your faithfulness to the Lord. It will keep getting brighter and brighter and better and better. In Jesus' name. Your love for the Lord and all these things will keep increasing. In Jesus' name. And the family that uh, at home, your wife and your children, God's angel will keep them and the hands of God will be mighty upon them for good. In Jesus' name. Welcome everyone tonight. The Lord bless you. I want to appreciate the, the media team. Um, I don't want to say especially all the media team, um, Brother Laulu, Pastor Yinka, and Brother Sunday for your help today to help us connect to all the messages that we've um, we'll be sharing on Sunday. If you miss those messages, you can you can link up with Brother Sunday. He will help you out. We have it on a particular app, uh, a particular place where you can get the messages out and listen to them. We've been discussing the. The seven feasts of God. It's important you know those things. And I want to encourage us to partake. Thank you so much everyone. And to all our listeners tonight, you're welcome. The Lord bless you. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you tonight. My Lord, I appreciate you and I thank you for this privilege to bring your word to your children. The purpose of the word is to help us see your mind and help us conform to your image so that we can be transformed from glory to glory by your Spirit. Therefore, Lord, tonight we approach your word reverently. Thank you because we prosper by it. We know what to do. As we walk in this life in anticipation of your coming, we are placed in a position where we live victoriously, both in our marriages, both in our careers, both in our businesses, and in all our endeavors, to the praise and honor of your matchless name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. Um, tonight I want to start out from where we stopped um, on Tuesday, on Saturday. Hallelujah. Um, I know. We talked about a few things. We were examining First Peter 3, verse 7. Um, but before I go on today, I want to touch another scripture, uh, maybe one more, and then I might be running up on the, on the husband so we can go on to the other aspect um, I want us to examine. Um, let me say this, that the reason... We are teaching this is to have a reset. 
when I mean reset, you know, sometimes when your phone is behaving, you, you reset it to factory. You know, when, when um, most times when people reset to factory or to default, it's because viruses have entered, the system has been corrupted, and then it's not functioning the way it should. So what you advise to do is to, is to there's a term we use for that, um, to format, format it to the original state. And when you format every old thing that goes away, except you put them in the cloud somewhere, but it becomes new. So what we're doing is to format our thinking by the word. I want to format our thinking of marriage, format our thinking of who a husband should be. We want to format it. Most of us grew up from dysfunctional homes. When I mean dysfunctional, I don't mean, you know, some fathers are not good examples. Some are mothers are not good examples. Some of us grew up with one parent. Some of us grew up seeing our uncles doing things with their wives, our aunties behaving to their husbands. And in all kinds of women. There are many women today. And that's how we grew up. So we grew up with that mindset. And so it has corrupted our system. But the reason we are doing this is to format, is to reset to factory mode. Why? Because now we are in Christ. It's one thing I, I want to always say that I, I really say from my heart. We must not forget that we are new creatures in Christ. Hallelujah. You see, Philippians 3 verse 9. Turn about with me everybody tonight. Philippians 3 verse 9. Philippians 3 verse 9. This is the victory that makes us enjoy our life in God. Philippians 3 verse 9. I'm going to show us. Because this Bible study, I want us to read these two passages. Philippians 3 verse 9. Um, let me read from here. He says, and that I, I'm reading from Amplified now, and that I may actually be found and known as in Him. Now, another that word, in Him. King James says, and now being found in Him. So now you are found in Him. You were found before outside Him. But now we are in Him. Our mothers, you are now in Him. You are no more of the world. Being found in Him, verse 9, not having any self-achieved righteousness that can be called my own. Now, James says, I'm being found in Him, uh, being found in Him, not having my own right, what is righteousness? The sense of right and wrong. So, in Him, you're not supposed to have your own. You're supposed to have His own. That was it. Um, 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 but, but righteousness which is from God by faith so right now you are meant to operate by the law of righteousness which is of God by faith and anyone that obeys the laws of God will, will, will have a blissful life now let me say this tonight before I go on there are two events that are important in your life that brings greatest joy the first one is the day you get born again. The second one is the day you get married. Those two events are the happiest moments of your entire human existence. The Bible says, He that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor. Listen, it's a favor of the Lord to give you a prudent and godly wife, which you should, which you should be grateful eternally to God. 
And the other one is the day you get saved, or the first one, the day you get born again, and the day you get married. If you are listening to me today, you are married, you are not born again, I want to admonish you that there is something you should have done first. That will guarantee your peace and happiness in the Lord. It's like putting the cat before the horse. No, the first is getting saved, knowing the Lord. Because marriage is an institution founded on by God. And it says, when God did everything, everything he made was what? Good. And like I said earlier on, God is the one that has the manual for marriage. That's why every manufacturer has an operating manual. But do you know, notice, even yourself, remember? There are many times you read the manuals. You lay to the manual when you are finding it difficult to operate the instrument. Whereas you are meant to read first before operation. So, we are trying to do a reset. Someone said, Mr. Tonight, say reset. Say reset. Say reset. Now I'm saying that so that you can say to yourself, you know, whatever you say with your mouth brings faith to your, to your heart and to your ears. For faith comes by hearing and hearing the word. So we are trying to do reset here. It says, being found in him. Not having your own right. You know what I'm saying tonight? The world is trying to define what marriage is to us. In fact, they've gone to a, to a base point right now when they are trying to say that there's no more gender. And the Bible says, God made them male and female. And for this purpose shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave to his wife. And they too shall become one flesh. Now how, how on earth did men get to a point where they now say man can marry man. man can, in fact, to a point where there's now a new third gender. It's, it's it. So, so someone can choose what to be. Someone can choose to, to transgender. To engender. Is showing you how base the world is going. And because the world is trying to be inclusive, the government is making laws that will not criminalize what is right, what is truth. And this is not strange to our world. Pilate asked Jesus, what is truth? People of the world always want to define truth from their own prison, not from the prison of God. And we that are believers, we know the only center of our truth is the written word of God. Hallelujah. So being found in him. Acts 17.28 It says, For in him we move. In him we live. In him we have our being. In him. So right now, your essence for marriage must be in him. Ephesians 1.7 in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. In whom? Who means in particular reference to Christ. Colossians 2.10 Ye are complete in him. Your completion, praise God tonight, I love this, is in him. The well-being of your marriage is in him. And how do you find it in him? You find it in his written word. So your essence is no more taken from outside. It's taken from him. And that's why the, 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 there's a need for mental reset as to what 
is required of you by the word of God. And so tonight I want us to move on from where we stopped. Last time I, t- I talked about First Peter 3, 7 as to what, what God expects the man. As a first, he expects the man to honor his wife, respect her, and deal with her according to knowledge. Women think far different from men. Women are to be listened to. Our women are to be spoken. You see, women love to be, to be communicated with. One of the best ways to, to live a, a happy married life with your wife as a man is to, is to be uh, an engaging husband. When I'm engaging, you talk. When you drive, you talk. When you are in bed, you talk. You, you, you talk things through. You talk things out. You listen a lot to them. Hallelujah. With knowledge. That's what God says. And you know, our, our, our women, the Bible says in Proverbs, it says, it says, it says, be not a cantankerous or a troublesome woman. It says, woe on the man who's, who has a, 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 a what word do I use now? A nagging woman. Mothers don't nag. What is nagging? When you say one thing and we it and you remain there and you keep talking, you keep talking. Men don't like that. Don't, 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 don't hammer on the man's um, inadequacies. In fact, before you hammer on it, he knows already. Admonish him gently. Hallelujah. And so tonight, I want us to take a step further as we look at Ephesians chapter 5. You see, I thank God every time the Lord speaks about marriage, He always covers every aspect. God never leaves anyone in doubt of what His mind and His purpose is. As he addresses women folk, he addresses the men folk. And I said earlier on that it takes two to walk the will of God. In fact, the Bible says, submit yourselves one to another in the fear of God. So sometimes the men also, not in that submit, alright, but you acknowledge yourselves as, as heirs of God. No one is, is superior in nature, but in role we are different. The man is being made to be the head by God. That's the role. The woman is meant to be supporter and help me. That's her role. And we're all wired to be able to do this. See, the moment we understand this, I'm telling you, marriage becomes enjoyable. I can testify today that my marriage has improved tremendously in the last... Now, we've been doing well, but it's getting better. My wife, I can testify, is getting better. We are, we are loving more. She's, she's, she's learning more. I'm learning more as I'm teaching. I know we're getting better. We are putting the things we are learning to what? To practice. My wife is practicing it. I am practicing my own. I'm doing everything. We are talking. We are embracing. We are, we are you know, it's getting better. I, I'm, I'm, I'm loving her more by the day. It's possible. Never say, ah, this woman, Pastor, you don't, if you know her, she's a witch. No, it's not a witch. She's a devil. It's not a devil. If, she's, if she's a witch, then you too, you are a what? You are a wizard. It takes a witch to marry a wizard. She's not a witch. Pastor, this husband is a stubborn man. It means you too, you are, you are, you are, you are, you, you are a co-conspirator. You too are stubborn. It takes two to dangle. No. Nobody is stubborn. Nobody is a witch. 
It's in the doing. You see, the, the challenge of this grace is in practice. That's why James will say to the church, Be doers of the word, not hearers only. Deceiving your own selves. He that hears the word and doeth it not is like one who gives himself a natural glass and straight away goeth forth and forget the manner of man that he was. But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty, he be not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. That's where the, the issue is. It's the work. So this man or woman shall be blessed in all his way or her ways. So the world is not defined for us. But we must look at the world. Love not the world. Not the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. All that is in the world, the loss of the eyes, the loss of the flesh, the pride of life, and the deceitfulness of riches. First John 2, 15 to 17. They are not of the Lord, but they are of the world. And who is in charge of this world? The Bible says in Ephesians 2, verse 2, it says, For the devil is the prince of the power of the air. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. It says, For if the gospel is hidden of us, it says, Whom the God of this world had blinded their eyes. Revelation 12 and, and verse 7. And, 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 and Michael and his host cast down Satan from, from heaven to earth. So everything in the world is governed by Satan. And Satan doesn't want homes to thrive. So you must understand that and resist him and will flee from you. How do you resist him? By just following the word. So we look at God's word tonight. I, 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 I feel the power of God. I challenge you that your home can be blessed. Your home can be a light. You can enjoy marriage. You can, you can look at your wife and say, Blessed be the day I married you. You can look at her and thank God for her mother, for her father. And, and decide to bless them for, for, for this beautiful gift you have. Same with the woman. But this can only come by the word of God. Ephesians chapter 5. Let's call it tonight everybody. Please turn with me to Ephesians 5. Ephesians. Ephesians is the epistle of the Apostle Paul to the church in Ephesus. And this is the church that, that Paul wrote, I mean Jesus revealed to John on the of Patmos the letter to the church at Ephesus. Imagine Apostle Paul writing to them, Peter writing to them, but because they are not following in detail God's word, Jesus Christ said to them, I have an altar against you, you have left your first love. Do you know how you loved your wife when you married her first? I, 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 I remember our uh, first night. I was just looking at her, just appreciating her. She said, thank God I have a, I have, I have a woman. You know men call, call women my woman. Well, it's not a it's just a show of love. You know, that love should not win. It should keep getting better and better. They say, the, the longer the wine, the sweeter. But I don't know how that is because I don't drink wine. Yeah. The same way, that thing you saw in him when you married him should not win. You see, okay, turn with me, put your hand in Ephesians 5, turn with me to Revelations chapter 2. Let me show you something. 
Revelation chapter 2. You see, Revelation is, you see, in Genesis, Moses went up to meet God. God gave him the law. In Revelation, Jesus came down to reveal to John for us his assessment of the church. Hallelujah. Revelation chapter number 1, okay, 2, let me read from verse 1. To the angel of the church of Ephesus. Now, I won't go to the details of who an angel is, but an angel can be a spiritual being, an angel, and also can be a pastor. So, a, a pastor is the angel of the church, his pastoring. So, there's a particular angel in the church at Ephesus. For this church, is a, it, 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 there's a geography to this church. It actually existed at the time of Jesus. Now, let me read. This thing says, He who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. Now, let me tell you what that means. Jesus is walking in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. And what are the seven golden lampstands? It's the church. That means Jesus is walking around the church and over every day. He's, he's checking us. If he gives us, now this revelation is the report card. This is the assessment of God, of the churches. This is what God says. This is their scorecard. But let me go on and say, I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil, and you have tasted those, tested those who said that they are apostles and are not, and have found them to be liars, and you have persevered and have patience and have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. Nevertheless, I have this against you, for you have left your word. Jesus, God said, the thing he has against them is that they have left their false love. Your false love is very important. And you see, this church that I to happen is a church that Paul wrote that efficient epistle to. You can find how it was, was founded in Acts 19. So your first law. Listen, you know, many men came to you. You said no. You said yes to this one man. Many women you saw, you didn't go. You said yes to this one woman. That thing that, that caught you to her. There was something that caught me to my wife. There was something she was looking for in a man. That fire must always be there. Don't let it die off. Always look for reason to think of the best of him. Hallelujah. God wants peace. God wants joy. But the only way you can find it is in the word. Amen tonight. Ephesians 5. Come back there with me. We'll read verse from verse 25 to 33. Let's read together, everybody. Ephesians 5, 25 to 33. Husbands, and I'm talking to husbands and will be husbands. Love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. Hallelujah. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. 
For this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and shall join to his wife and they two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects and honors her husband. You know, if words mean anything, God is speaking so much here to the men. Verse 3 is very important to me. Let each of you husbands in particular so love. Let me read that scripture in the Amplified. Verse 3. However, let each man of you without exception love his wife as being in a sense his very own self. And let the wife see that she respects and reverences her husband. So love. Husbands, so love. Now the word so love means, uh, the word so is an adjective qualifying the kind, the grades. You know, there are grades of everything. There are grades of good. There are grades of anything precious. There are grades of cars. He says, let the husband so love. Now, it's okay to say love. But God is saying, so love. Why? Because she's part of you. That's why you mustn't allow your wife to be battered by anyone. It's the way you treat her that people outside will also treat her. It's the way you talk to her that people will talk to her. So talk to her with dignity, honor, and respect. For it's what you put into her that she brings back out to you. Amen. But tonight, I want us to examine a few points from Ephesians read. The first point that I want to examine here, I want to examine like four points and then I'm going to close. The first one I want to see here is verse 25. Love her as Christ loved the church and give himself. First point. You know, no husband can know how Christ loved the church and give himself if they don't know it. Christ loved the church and he was willing to die. The only person you should die for on earth is actually your wife. The Bible didn't say you should die for your mission. It didn't say you should die for, for anything. It's only your wife and himself. Husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church. That's what God says about you. That's, that's God's expectation. Cherish, honor, respect her. Honor her. Dignify her. Take care of her. Find her needs. And meet it to the degree that God has enabled you. This is how we live now in Him. This is the provision of God for us now in Him. Our, our wives are our, our object of attention. God is first. Jesus is there. But the next is our wives. Respect them. 
let me just let me just from Amplified. Verse 25. Husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. That means she must be ready. You know, I said sometimes your wife is not at home, she goes to the market. You don't call her until she comes back. No, you'll be tracking her. If I have my way, I'll put a tracker on my wife. Not for anything, to know where she is for time. I can call her five times. Where are you? Are you coming back? Be careful. Have you bought it? That is if I cannot take her there. Most times, I can, for me, maybe because of my, of my timing and my schedule, I can, I can take her anywhere. She says she's going somewhere. I want to take her back. I say, no, I will take you. Because I can't imagine her taking back and, you know, I just, I just can't. I'm not saying she shouldn't go, but if I can, I will do. I will do my best to be with her. To protect her. That is what God intends for us as husbands. And no, no woman will find this kind of love and will not surrender and respect and submit. So in him, this is the, is the, is, this is the criteria. And I want you husbands to know this. This is what God expects of you. And in the end of time, he will ask you how you dealt with her on earth. So it says, husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church. Do you know how Christ loved the church? In spite of our sins, he still chose to die. Amen. The scripture tonight that I want to share with you along these lines is in Romans. Romans, uh, let, me, let, let me try and change tonight. Um, I can quote it, but I, 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 I want us to get there. Um, Romans chapter number 5. Please turn that now with me. Your wife should be your object of affection. Make her so. Amen. The Holy Ghost will help you tonight. Romans chapter 5. Let's read verse 6. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for what? The ungodly. Now this is the issue. You see, the word there without strength means we were there's nothing in us. We were disqualified. We were in sin. Yet he died. So when it says as Christ loved the church, this is what it means. Verse 7. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet, peradventure for a good man, some will even dare die. But God commended his love toward us, that while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. So, don't let an excuse, don't let an, an infraction cause you not to love your wife. Because Jesus did not look at your sin. He died for you in your sinless, in your sinful state. He died for you in your inapproachable state. He died for you in your, in your rebellious state. He died for you in your heady state. He died for you in your stubborn state. So you must understand the mind of Christ. He didn't consider our state. He died. So this is the mind of God for you and your wife. Love her. Don't judge her by her past faults. Don't keep a record of wrongdoing. 
don't have the book of, of, of record. You are not the God's angels that have records. It's only God that has books. You say books were open and that open. It's only God that, that has books. You are not called to have books. You know, some people have books. Books of offense. Burn them up. Don't keep record that in 1912 he offended you. In 1814 he slapped you. Don't keep records of wrongdoing. The Bible says that, that, that love keeps no record of what? Of wrongdoing. Don't keep record. Amen. That's what the world does. But the, the church is not called to keep record of wrongdoing. As Christ loved, that's how we must. And we live like this. We create room for the Holy Spirit to walk through our families and shine His love and shine His light. Hallelujah. Second point that I want to raise in Ephesians 5 that we read is that He sanctified and cleansed her. Ephesians 5.26 Let's see that together. Ephesians 5.26 That He might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water by the Word. So it is the duty of the husband to sanctify and cleanse. What does it mean to sanctify? It means to wash. That means sometimes there may be some fault. But you are meant to wash her. Wow. You know, Jesus washed us by his blood and by his word. You are meant to wash her by the word of God. You are meant to be her teacher. You are meant to be her priest. You are meant to be her mentor. You are meant to be her pastor. Hallelujah. That means no man is qualified to marry until he understands his priesthood. But today everybody gets married. He says, Jesus, you know, he says, he says, he speaks as Christ and the church. He says, as Jesus cleansed and that, that means your wife cannot be perfect, including you. She will have faults. Sometimes my wife will bite at her fingers. We have right now, praise God, she has improved. The finger is long, see, as it's long, it's going longer now. There are things she does that over time we've spoken about it. Your wife might have some, some idiosyncrasies. You, you, as a pastor, as you, you, you cleanse her. Tofumi used to hold Nabel and she would forget and she's sucking her man and Nabel. So I will go to her, I will hold Nabel and say, I will help you do, 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 do. She will laugh. But it's your duty as the, as the man to sanctify. Someone, you say, men, please, say, say sanctify. Sanctify means you make it clean. You make it like you want it. You polish it. You refine it. So you are made, you see, However your wife is, is what you are designed to be. Tell me tonight, John 17, 17. I'm showing you what we have to do. It's not difficult. This is our new protocol. This is our new respect. And once we follow it, we'll find happiness. John 17, 17. Let's follow tonight. 
John 17, 17. Praise God. See what it says there? Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. So how do you sanctify it? By the word. That means you must know the word. In Christ Jesus, every husband is a priest. You are a priest of God. And the tool the priest uses is what? The word. So sanctify and cleanse her by the washing of the water by the word. So you can call your wife and sit her down. Let's talk. Don't just talk blank from your head. Refer her to scriptures. You know why? Scripture is powerful. Hebrews 4.12 For God's word is alive and active. It's quick. It's sharp than two-edged sword. It means... Please, turn there tonight. Let me show you that scripture. Go there with me. Hebrews 4.12 And then I will show you another tonight. Hebrews 4.12 Hebrews 4.12, and I will read Psalm 19. These are things I want you to know. You see, ah, pastor, no, no, no. No one can defy the word of God. God's word breaks. You see, it's, it's, it's not my word like hammer that breaks to pieces, or like fire that burns the child. If there be anything in your wife that needs to be burnt, God's word will be burning. If anything in your wife that needs to be broken, God's word, you say his word is hammer that breaks. You must know that it's, it's only God's word that can get the work done. O ye man, Hebrews 4.12, let's read them, Hebrews 4, verse 12, are we all there? Let's read together, one, one to go, for the word of God is living and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and the spirit, of the joints and the marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, For the word of God, for the word that God speaks is alive and full of power. Psalm 19. I'm showing you the power of the word of God. Maybe the business of things haven't changed because you've not applied this, 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 this principle of the word. Psalm 19. Let me show you. Psalm 19, verse 7. Please turn there to me tonight. Husband, maybe this is a clincher for you. Psalm 19, verse 7. I'm trying to get that from, from my Bible. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Alright. Verse 7 says, The law of the Lord is perfect. It does what? It converts. It causes the heart to change. There's no how hard that man's heart is. And this also applies to the husband too. Women too can also do this to the man. It converts the soul. The temple of the Lord is true, making wise. The simple is the word for simple is foolish. Soul can be foolish if only God that make the previous word wise. So there's wisdom in the word. When you share that word with that, it makes her wise. It cleanses her. Amen. Verse 8 says. The touch of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. God's commandment is pure, enlightening the eyes. Go through, you're going to find it. So these are the things I want us to understand as, as men. 
we need the tool of the word. It is, it, is, it is the word that sanctifies and cleanses her. So God commands you to sanctify her and do what? And cleanse her by the washing of the water by the word, not with anger and shouting. So in him now, this is the principle that we have to adopt. Please men, will be husbands, put these things to heart and do it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let me take the fourth point tonight quickly. He says, he should present her to himself a glorious church not having spots or wrinkles. Now it means you are meant to present her. And how do you present her to yourself when you are thoroughly washed her with the word? Wow. You see, Jesus is the one that is preparing us himself as a bride. And how is he doing it? By giving us his word. The more we look at his word, the more prepared. In fact, do you notice that 2 Corinthians 3 18 says, and we all with an open face behold it and say we all. That's how Christ is doing the church. So we all the church behold as well the glory of God. What God's glory? God's word. We are beholding and we are looking at the word and we are being changed to the same image like him from glory to glory. So how do we change to God like him? Because he's, he's, he's going to present us to himself a glorious church. But how will he do that? By beholding the world. So anything you want your wife to be like, put it in her. You present her to yourself. You know, someone like me, I want my wife recently, I took her somewhere to buy her something, even though it's the, that's the last money I have, it's good. That's why I love evil men. Well, I don't know it's all, but I love evil men. You know what they do? They ruin their money on their wives. When you see an evil man, you can't judge him by his looks. To judge him, look at his wife. Not all evil men does that, but at least a few of them do that. You can see a man working with best slippers. But he will put everything in his wife. Because the wife is his glory. The wife is his joy. The wife is his asset. They might do it as a culture, but it's in scripture. Let your wife enjoy God in you. Buy things for her. Endear her. Make her your priority. You know, there are men that will buy people themselves, buy for themselves, they will not buy for their wives. In fact, I had a story of a man who would go and buy snacks. He would take to his room and lock the door. He would be eating it. The children would, would, would come and give us and say, No, I didn't buy it for you. What, what a callous man. What a devilish man. We don't do that in him. See, the reason homes today are dysfunctional because we are not following the I, I dare challenge you tonight. If you do this principle, you will see a drastic change in your wife. I mean drastic. So love her. Sanctify her. Be the priest. Let her see you read the word. In fact, 
If the reason you are reading the word is to, is to teach us, it's good. And you see, the more you read the word, the more the word restrains and constrains you. Some of the things I know, I see them from the word. You may not have all the monies, but buy us something. When they're coming from, from your place, buy fish. Buy a see. Just buy something and bring to the house. It might not be something big. It shows that you are mindful of the family. And, and, and women respond to that. In fact, the more you show them love, the more they become receptive to you in your conjugal responsibility. Hallelujah. This is God's principle. I thank God that God gave us the Bible that we might know how to walk around in the issue of marriage. One thing men should never do, never tell your wife, see how you are looking, please go and take care of yourself. You know when you say that, you are just abdicating, you are just showing your ignorance. You are showing your childishness. She is not meant to take care of herself, you are meant to take care of her. How do I know that? We see in the Bible. Present her to yourself. Sanctify and cleanse her. So never tell your wife, take care of yourself. She's not designed to take care of herself. You are, now, I'm not saying, she should not brush her teeth, not be, no, 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 that's what I'm saying. But in terms of physical appearance, physical looks, her, her hair, her, her, her appearance, no, take care of her. Don't leave it to her. It's your God-given responsibility. Present her glorious, gorgeous. Make her admirable. Make her confident of herself. Hallelujah. So don't, don't ever tell your wife, take care of yourself. No, it's your duty by God to take care of her. And how do you do that? By providing for her financially. Now I said, if for any reason you can't provide, no, okay. Let each both of you understand, but it mustn't be for too long a time. That's why Paul would say in, in 1 Corinthians 7, when he was talking about, about, about marriage and fasting, he says, husband, when you, when you fast as many couples, what do you do? Tell yourselves. And for a, for a while, make sure it's not too long for the sake of incontinency that the devil will not tempt you. You must never abdicate your role for your wife for too long a time. She can help if maybe you lose your job or things. Yeah, she can. But never sit down, time wrapper all through. No, you must leave from the front. That's God's will. And once you begin to do that, God will cause his blessings to come on you. God wants a home happy, but he has principles that we are seeing for the man today. I challenge our men. I challenge my men. I challenge will be husbands. Be the priest. Use God's word to talk to her. But before you can use God to talk to her, you must know the word of God by yourself. 
So, I want to admonish you men today. Between now and the next few days, finish the book of Proverbs. You see, you have ample weapon, ample missile in your arsenal to help your wife and help yourself and help your family. Tonight, I'm going to take the last point. He says, you should love her as your own body, just as Christ loved the church. You know, something happened to me some years ago. I felt very bad. I and my wife, we had a, a slight agreement. Okay, that's agreement. Just have, I, I can't remember what happened. I don't put it to heart, but... Um, I can't say who's at fault because at the point it doesn't matter who's at fault. You see, when a child, if you have a, a toddler that pulls in the house and it's just you and your, and your wife, you know, the people is smelly. It doesn't matter who pulls it. The child is ignorant. It's either you pack it or the woman packs it. Somebody must condescend to do what? To to take responsibility. So if there's any infraction, mothers don't feel reluctant to apologize. Fathers don't feel. Because love covers in much of sin. But where God is taking you to is where there's even no issue for disagreement at all. You will not allow it to happen. I and my wife today, we got to the point where we, we, we are trusting God not to allow it to happen at all. She's getting there, I'm getting there. We are, we are working in progress. Amen. Now that didn't happen, and she took you. And because of what happened, I was just looking. And, well, and then she was very, very sick. You know, please, husbands... Don't allow anything to make you take rash decisions on your wife. And then because I'm not, I wasn't forthcoming to her, she went to call my neighbor to please take her to the hospital. I felt so embarrassed. Because she was really sick. When I took her to the hospital that day myself at night, her temperature was so high and she cried that I didn't even care about her. Whereas I cared, in my heart I was caring. Mad, I, I was praying, but you see, it's not what you do in the heart, it's what you do naturally. From that day I made up my mind that I won't let that happen again. You know, you, you can care in your heart, but she doesn't see the care in your heart. She sees the care that you show. When she's not feeling well, be empathic. Warm up to her. How are you doing? Touch her head. Are you feeling hot? Pray for her. Anoint her. You know what I'm saying to you? It's just it's, it's, it's the will of God. It's, it's just you see, no woman will will will, will be happy to a, such a man. As a woman is virtuous, you too you are full of virtue. Giving all diligence, add to your faith, virtue. Add virtue to your faith, sir. Arch knowledge, wifely love. Is it wifely now? Wifely, I don't know anyone. What the love of your wife?
kindness, the nature of God, goodness, kind towards her. Be affectionately disposed to her. If you can't open the card door, or if you can, I'm not saying start doing If you can't open, open the door, treat her well. Help her in the market. Help her in the kitchen. Help her with groceries. Help her buy things. That's what God wants. Hallelujah. Tonight I'm speaking from, my, from, from, from the depth of my spirit. You see, it says, love her as your own body. See, for no one hated his own body, but cherished and nourished it. Wow. Please, nourish your wife. Cherish her to the degree that you have means. Don't go and borrow. But from what you have, do it. Jesus said, He that has, more shall be given. But he that has not, that which he has, that means nobody actually doesn't have. If you don't have money, then have good words. You see that? Have words of encouragement. If you don't have to provide, have words of grace, word of life. Someone say, is, 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 is disastrous to add stubbornness and, and agility to lack of money. It compounds it. When you don't have, don't be stubborn. Explain. In love. And encourage. Like, it only gets better. It keeps them at ease. It makes them happy. And it makes them know that you are in charge. Love her. And cherish her. Just like Christ, Christ loves you and cherishes you. Let me show you that as I close. Do you know how Christ loves and cherishes you? He loves you to the degree that He's willing to die. That's how He loves you and cherishes you. This is the mind of God. I want you, husbands, to replay this. You see, some people that have homes that have crashed, if they had done this, the marriage would not have crashed. Love covered a multitude of sin. A soft word would break a bar of iron. This is what keeps a home. And the world should come and copy from us. We should not copy from the world. This is God's principle. And anyone that does this work is blessed. As I close tonight, Revelation chapter 1, verse 3. Revelation chapter 1, verse 3. I can bet everything I have on this tonight that it will work. It will work. If you follow God's word. Revelation 1 3, please. If you find it, my please read for me. Blessed is he that readeth. Blessed is he that readeth. And they that hear the words of this prophecy. And they that hear the words of this prophecy. And keep those things. And keep those things. Which are written therein. Which are written therein. For the time is at hand. The time is at hand. Is it, again, read again. 
Hold on. Jesus said, Blessed is he that readeth this book of the Lord and prophecy and keepeth it. You are blessed if you read this. You are blessed if you follow this principle. Psalm 1, verse 1. Blessed is the man. Blessed. You see, when God says you are blessed, you see, I, I, can, I, can, I, can, I, can, I can see this. And I believe tonight, Pastor Yinka can experience this. Pastor Richard can experience this. Brother Manuel, Brother Sunday, and our men in church, everybody, I'm sure by God's grace, there's blessings in obeying God's word. In marriage, blessed, Jesus said, blessed is the man that readeth and that doeth. You see, if you only do these things, you are blessed. And he whom God has blessed, no man can cause. Your blessings in Christ is tied to your obedience. I want you tonight to, to play this message again and again as a man. Just keep playing this again. Keep playing it. It will, it will, it will form faith in your heart. It will change your... It, it, it will reset your thinking. And, and if, if you have men, you have brothers, you have siblings who are, who are fighting in their homes, send this to them. Praise God. Psalm 1 verse 1. Blessed is the man that worketh not in the... Please read man. Okay, don't, don't read. Let me just read it. That walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the ways of sinner, nor seated in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and the law he doth meditate day and night. You know, I said you are a priest. If you don't meditate on, on, on God's word day and night, that's why you can't afford to be on phone, posting every Every joke, every message, every link. What the world what are you posting? Stay on the world. Download, download, download Bible, Bible app, Bible audio. It's one gig because you and keep playing the word. Be instant in you are a priest. Never be caught off guard. One thing I found out God's word. Checks you. God's word restrains you. God's word constrains you to walk in love. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in the law, the law means the word. In the law, he does what? He meditates the night. He shall now it is the word that makes him. The consequence of that meditation and reading that makes him blessed will make him become a tree. Are you praying for fruitfulness in your life, blessings? This is the way. This is the key. It shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in due season. Its fruit will not will not, will not wither, and whatever he does prospers. Do you know whatever you do should prosper? For you, child of God, this not be a closed door. First of all, this is in drive. For a child of God who reads and meditates, there's no dry season. There's no closed door. I didn't say, your father said to about you, wow. Can you look at this word tonight and appropriate it and stay on the word? Don't let your phone distract you. Don't let your friends distract you. Don't let anything stay on the word. I'm not saying don't walk, walk. 
But find time for the word of God. That's where your life is. But she was forces for the ungodly, they are not so. For they are like chaff that the wind blows away. Wow. So you that is godly, stay by the word. I close now. I'll read again. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the ways of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the word of the Lord, and in the word he meditates day and night. For he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters, that bring what is fruit in what in its season. Its leaf also therefore will not wither, and whatsoever, whatsoever, whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Your prosperity is tied to meditating and righteousness. You are a righteous priest. Stay in your office. Be a priest over your, your wife. Lead her in the ways of God. Instruct and cleanse her by the word. Study to show yourself approved unto God. 2 Timothy 2.15 a work man, or let me put it this way, a work husband that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. A man or a husband of the word is a godly husband. A husband of the word is a husband of his presence because the word brings you to his presence. And when you are in his presence, he directs you, he leads you in the path of word righteousness. I want to thank you tonight for listening. I believe this word has blessed you today. It has blessed you. I want you to hold it. You know, it's that thing Robert has said. It's a word that you, should, that you put on your left hand. Don't eat with it. Go back tonight. Uh, but Sunday, I want to appeal to you tonight. Take this word and this message. Post it on the group again. Let people share it. Share it with loved ones. Go by it again, go by it again, over and over and over again until it gets into your spirit. It will build you. It will guide you. It will give you a home that is heaven on earth. God wants your marriage to be heaven on earth. But responsibility is on you. Both the husband and the wife. By the grace of God, next class, I will take one more scripture about the husband, please don't miss it, and I will go to the children and to and to dependents and to other things the Lord will lead us to. Remember, we started from faith. Faith without works is dead. You might say you have faith. Show me your faith by your works. I will show you my faith by my work, so that you are a believer. It must reflect in your marriage. That's how God is glorified. I repeat, that's how God is glorified. Let not God be blasphemed for your marriage. Restrain yourselves by the word and love and cherish. Our women, our mothers, our women also submit and love. And the God of grace will keep us all as we see the day approach.
and is coming eminent and close. In Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, I thank you tonight. Thank you because your word is full of power. It's full of grace. Lord, let this word, Lord, make an impact in my hearers. Let this word correct. Let this word build. Let this word edify and sanctify. Let this word cleanse and wash. I pray for all the men that have had me today. Both young men, old men, middle-aged men. I pray, O oh God, that this word will make impact in their lives. They will be better men. Better husbands in the Lord. Better Christian men. Their lives shall shine. Their virtues shall be different. Their glory shall be seen. I pray, O oh God, that everyone that happened tonight will, will, will experience a blissful marriage. I speak no divorce in our homes. There shall be no divorce. There shall be no divorce. Thank you for the spirit of meekness and holiness dwells in us. We will love ourselves. We will follow the word of God. No divorce. Because you, Lord, hate divorce. Lord, there is no excuse for divorce. Therefore, we walk in your love. Thank you, Father God. For our homes are intact. Our homes are blessed. I pray, Lord, for everyone in the body of Christ. Lord, teach them your truth. That there will be stability in your church. And in various homes. That mix of your church. Thank you, Father. Cause men to be saved. Cause souls to be saved. Cause them to be rejoicing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you all tonight for listening. God bless you. I remember that this, this last Sunday is our Archie Sunday. I don't want to overstress this. You know the mind of God. You know what God wants in this time. You know it. Why not do it? Live to please the Lord. It's our duty to evangelize. It's our duty to spread the word. Let's spread it. Pray for me as I prepare for the message. That God will come with accuracy. I will speak the word the way I ought. That men may be blessed. You see, in, in certain times, men have been saved in outreaches. You won't know what God is doing. People have been filled with the Holy Spirit. You don't know. It doesn't matter if some come, if you don't come. No, it doesn't matter yet. That's our objective. But at the fullness of time, we'll bring in the great cash. And God will add to his church those who are to be saved. So don't give up. Keep pressing. As we see the day approach. Thank you tonight. God bless you. See you again on Thursday. Same time. Please, on Thursday, I want to employ you. You see, I keep employing you. Please, don't listen alone. You don't know who this world will bless. You don't know who, who, who this world will change the, the trajectory of their lives. God wants to mend some homes. He needs this word. And all he needs you to do, the word is there, is to, is to get people in contact with the word. Not to join our church, but to be blessed by the word of God. So I want you to invite someone, each person, listen, you'll be blessed. They'll say, ah, your pastor, where is he? are you saying that our pastor doesn't know what? Well, it's not, it's not so. But just listen, you'll be blessed. And once they listen, I'm sure they will be blessed. And they will tune in again and again and again. God bless you all tonight. I love you all. I appreciate you. Thank you for being with me, supporting the ministry, supporting the work.
Without you, we can't do it. I thank all the leaders. All the leaders. Pastor Richard, thank you. Pastor Yinka, thank you so much with your wife. Pastor Richard, with your wife, thank you. Because you can't do it with your wife, it doesn't permit you. Brother Manuel, thank you with your wife. Brother Sunday, thank you with your wife. Brother Timmy, thank you with your wife. Brother Timmy, thank you with your wife. Brother Sunday, thank you with your wife. And I also want to thank my wife tonight for always supporting, always helping out, always loving and caring. He doesn't love and care for me. I can't, I can't preach like this. We are practicing what we preach. Though we are not perfect, but we are, we, are, we, are, we are pressing towards the mark of the high calling of God. Women, honor your husbands. Follow after Sarah. Sarah called him Lord. And the daughters of Sarah, yeah. Husbands, love your wife. Like Christ loved the church. When we live like this, we experience the power and the glory of God in our church. Thank you all tonight. God bless you. Happy, happy night rest. In Jesus' name. Amen. Good night, everybody. God bless you. See you on Thursday, same time. Bye.